My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. It is exactly 4.30. A very good morning to you and welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, my name is Kanyuma Kubane and joining us in studio this morning is Lawrence. Hello, Lawrence. Lawrence Hi. Boyle. How do I pronounce his name? Is Boyle? Bull? Or like bull, like bull. the animal, yeah. Bull. Lawrence Bull. <laughs> Why doesn't you just read Lawrence yeah. Bull? <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show today, Kanye, and, and welcome to all the listeners uh, this early morning. Yeah. Now, Lawrence is a property investor, online entrepreneur, coach, and public author. We start this feature every morning by asking you, what's your get up and go, the daily morning a routine that kind of gets you up and going? Mm. The morning routine that I follow is, is, is from a book called The 4-Hour Workweek, which I really enjoy. Yeah. And it's called The Savers Model. Mm. So S standing for silence. So I like to start with some sort of meditation or sure. quiet routine. Uh, the A stands for affirmations. So let's do something positive, do gratitude, think about what's all going well in my life. Mm. V is the visualization. So I visualize what do I want to do and achieve for the rest of the day. E is a bit of exercise, 10, 15 minutes, just get the heart rate running. And then R is reading. Mm. So those five things I try and do in the first hour, hour and a half of the morning, then I have breakfast, then I'll go into my day. Wow. How do you find that it focuses you or sets the tone for your day? Sure. I mean, uh, it's incredible, Kanye, because as soon as you wake up and open up that email box or that Outlook box. Your heart starts beating fast. <laughs> you beca- everybody else's priority becomes yours. Yes. That's what email is. Email is a way for other people to make their priorities your yours. priority. Yeah. And if you can take an hour and a half, two hours of your day in the morning to set your own intention, your own routine, and make your own plan for your success, I think that goes a long way. Mm, very, very important. Mm. And I mean, I know a lot of people who work you know, in high-pressure jobs. You open your email and there's like 200 emails. And they're not FYIs. They actually all need your attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, exactly. I love FYIs. I'm like, oh, okay, FYI, yeah. FYI. Really? It's for your information. Like, so why don't you respond? I'm like, it was an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> for your information. Cool. And Noted. You know, um, just tell us a little bit more about yourself in terms of where you come from, where were you born, and mm. the early days of Lawrence, you know, playing out in the streets where you're an introvert, extrovert. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I, I was born in Pretoria. Both my parents are from Belgium, oh, but wow. I was born here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school there. I was a naughty child, definitely. I was your ED student. <laughs> Um, A B C D yeah. <laughs> E E student. I was uh, I was more into soccer and more into playing with friends, uh, and uh, yeah. Then I studied computer science okay. at the University of Pretoria, and I started working for a global IT company called Dimension Data. Right. And I liked corporate for about ten minutes, and then after that, I just I couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore. Was it the stringent type of working conditions? Was mm. it the rigidness of the routine in at eight, out at four, day in, day out? You know, what was I it? I think it was the lack of purpose. Right. I I came into the office and I was told to make this PowerPoint or do this work, and I wasn't told how it fit into the bigger picture. There was no meaning behind the work I did. Right. You know, when you're working with a charity, you can you feel that you're making a difference to someone's life. If the work I was doing, I just felt like I was making somebody else's dream come true and I was doing nothing for myself. Mm. Uh, And then life, you know, sometimes life acts on you when you're not courageous enough to act on it. And uh, I got retrenched. Wow. Uh, It was about five years ago. And then since then, I got into property full time. I got into my own business. And now I'm out there trying to teach and help as many people out of uh, the corporate shackles. Do you think that getting uh, retrenched was a blessing in disguise? Completely. 
I really believe that I wasn't courageous enough to make that decision, but that life knew it was the right one for me. To make it for you. Yes. 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 I don't know if you're a spiritual person, but I I do believe everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Absolutely. And also what I find is that when we're thrown into the deep waters, Mm. you know, and we are in that sink or swim situation, we go through the fearful stage first. Oh, my Mm. God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Did you frantically try and look for another job to just land somewhere else? Or did you take it as sort of like a path changing time in your your life? Mm. No, I definitely jumped at every opportunity to earn money because, you know, I lost my only income stream. Mm. Um, but that was that was for about six to twelve months until I'd gotten a bit better at the property thing. Yeah, uh, I think as an entrepreneur, what you do is you start off by doing any job that anyone's willing to pay for, and then as you start to build a little bit of experience and credibility, you can choose some of the the tasks you want to do. Right, right. You know, um, and I think that's a really you know, precious uh, experience is to go through that stage of being able to say no to certain tasks you don't want to do. And as a property um, uh, investor, you know, how how different, of course, it's different from being an estate agent, Mm. but is is being an estate agent a type of an entry point into the property market or can one go in directly as an investor or a property manager Mm. and explore other types of careers within the property Mm. industry? I think that's a great question, Kanye, because a lot of people think you have to be an estate agent to get into property, Mm. but that's uh, couldn't be further from the truth. The fact is you as a, as an unexperienced property investor can get involved right now with property. Really? Yeah. I know nothing about property investment. (laughs) Well, we can, we can chat a little bit about that today. Yes. Um, The the thing is property is one of the best wealth creation platforms. Mm. And I think in South Africa, with the divide that we have in wealth wealth within South Africans, yeah. property is where I really want to inspire as many people to go into. Mm. Now, you can start off um, with property investing in a small in a small capacity. You know, if you look at an area like Berea, uh, in the center of town, that's one of the best investment areas currently. How so? Well, the rental is very high in comparison to the purchase price. Right. So you could buy a two-bedroom property there for, let's say, maybe 250,000 rand. Okay. The rental you could get there is maybe 7,000. So even if you're getting a loan from the bank, your rent will easily cover the bond, will easily cover the rates and taxes, the levies. So from buying your property, you'll start earning a passive income every month from the rental. Mm. Right? It's also got one of the lowest delinquency rates. Right. So people pay their rent on time because it's a very... Uh, dense area mm. if somebody doesn't pay they get kicked out and somebody replaces them very quickly now for people who don't know mm. Berea is between Hillbro and Yeovil correct you know there's Hillbro on the left hand side and there's Yeovil on the right hand side and there's uh, Berea then it's got parks and mm. there's a lot of beautiful spaces for children to play yeah. and you know and, and it's sort of like a family environment it's mm. not as um, you know on the hot spot like Hillbro yes you know so how different is it though from flipping for instance you know, people who flip. And if you mm. don't know what flipping is at home, it's when you buy a property, you fix it, you renovate it, you sell it. Have you done that before, can you? No, I haven't. Okay, <laughs> you seem to know about it. That's cool. Yeah, so I, I prefer the rental strategy where you buy a property, hold it, and rent it out mm-hmm. because you can get, you know, money on a monthly basis that's passive. Right. Uh, if you've got the right agent, you know, collecting the rent for you, you don't actually have to work for that money and it comes into your bank account. Mm. Where flipping is finding a, a rundown house buying it, renovating it, and then selling it back to the market. Mm. So that's a very active strategy. You have to actively find the deal, actively do the renovations, acti- actively doing the resale. But your profit is, is quite large. It can be. 
But I think what the, what the point is is that property is not a, it's not a millions of rands that you need to get involved in property. Right. You can buy a property in Berea for two fifty. The bank, if you've got the right kind of affordability and salary, the bank will loan you the two hundred. You need to have fifty thousand rand, mm. and that might still be seem a bit impossible for some people, but. It's not as impossible as millions of rands to get involved. Mm, mm, uh, very, so that's what I'm true. hoping to teach people is that, you know, property is for everyone. It doesn't discriminate. And so I take it that you've been doing this for a few years now. About five years, yeah. And five in years. terms of, you know, the growth of the industry, you mm. know, do you find that a lot of people are getting into what you're doing now? I definitely see that. We, we run networking events as well. And probably five years ago, we had an average of 20 or 30 people attend our events. And now we've got 150 plus. Uh, so it's just the, the, the amount, I think people are desperate for a better financial future. Mm. I think we see, we see some of the stuff on the news and we see some of the, the hardships that South African face mm. and people mm. are desperate for hope. I and, think. And, and when it comes to your own um, inspiration, I mean, mm. what inspires you on a daily basis to do better? His name is Les Brown. Mm-hmm. He's a guy on YouTube and the listeners listening in, if you haven't heard of Les Brown, please go and check him out on YouTube. He is incredible. A guy from America who was born into incredible poverty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he basically just took charge of his life and said, I was born poor, but I'm not going to die poor. Right. Because that's my responsibility. And he's become the world's best inspirational speaker. So every morning for 10, 20 minutes, I listen to him one of his don't give up videos or, uh, you know, believe in yourself videos. He's got lots of those. And do you find that um, that inspiration kind of helps you to channel your own inspiration? Because you're kind of mm. in the same field, you know, you're an inspirational speaker, you're an author. Mm. Does he inspire you both from a professional and personal point of view? Definitely, definitely. I think seeing what he's achieved um, is a benchmark for me on what I want to achieve. I want to be the best inspirational speaker in the world. Mm. And I think maybe maybe uh, what I could say as inspiration for the listeners in is that if you want to achieve greatness, you have to have a why that is great. Mm. You know, it's the it's the reason why you're doing something that's going to push you through the difficult house. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. You know, so the why for me is to um, is to be an inspiration for my sister. Like that's why I do everything because my my sister is uh, someone who's got got low self-esteem and and when I look at her, I mean, I can't see anything wrong with her. I think she's beautiful, courageous, passionate, positive, persistent, happy, loving, courageous, everything that I want to be. And my hope is that by being the best version of myself, she'll see that she's also capable and and will feel good about herself. You know… At the beginning of the year, January mm. is the year where we focus, it's the time we focus on vision and where we're going, you know, not just mm. for the year, but, you know, assessing our lives, doing a little SWOT analysis on yes. ourselves and yes. things like that. Talk to us about a vision and, and, and why it's important to have a vision for your life. Mm. I think a vision, a vision, one, it ignites a bit of inspiration and excitement, but also it helps you plot out your journey. So if you wanted to go on holiday, for example, but you don't know where you want to go, it's going to be hard to plan your mm. holiday, right? A vision is your destination. So maybe you want to go to Cape Town or Limpopo for the holidays. When you know what your vision is, you can work backwards and say, okay, I need to drive this route. I need to stop at this petrol t- station. I need to have this budget. Without a vision, how do you know where to go? Mm. Some people say that rather let life uh, happen and be spontaneous. Mm. You know, if 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 you if it's too um, you know rigid and you plan too much, you may miss you know the little joy of life in between. Yeah, 
I don't know. What do you think about that? Can well, you? I mean, I don't think that, um, you know, you've got to be one or the other. You need a balance. You mm. know what I'm saying? You can't always throw caution to the wind. You know, I think the saying is true that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Correct. You know, I, I, I do believe that. But I do think we should leave room for being spontaneous and allowing life to sometimes happen mm. in ways we least expected. 100%. My, my philosophy is if, if, if you're happy with your life, you're mm. doing it right. Mm. If you're complaining, then change something. Right. So some people are very happy with having a spontaneous day. Um, and I totally, I totally buy into that. As long as you're happy, I think that should be the the key measurement to a successful life. It's not the money in the bank account, but the happiness in your heart. I think that's important. What does leadership mean to you? I think leadership means making the voice of your team heard. Right. I think it's leadership is not about what you want or what you think. It's about the team around you's. Uh, opinions. Mm. Yeah. In, in in which ways, when you say that, as in like, because the, the leader also has to grant um, or has to give leadership mm. by by uh, you know default of being the leader. So when you talk about the voices of your uh, team, are you saying that don't be autocratic? Hundred percent. But you know, hear what other people have to say and take their mm. views into account. Yeah, I think the leader is not the person in the front. The leader is the person behind the team pushing them forward. Right. That's that's sort of the way that I see it. I don't think that we should. Obviously, the leader needs to do and lead from the front. He needs to, or she needs to, you know, do what is expected, and she need, and they need to be the example, right? Mm. So, if you expect your team to wake up at six and be in the office at seven, then you should be doing that first without, ex- you but know, not showing up at ten while you're yes. expecting them to be there at six, seven, exactly. or twelve. Okay. In, in in your own, you know, career progression, you know, what mm. are some of the challenges that you've had you know to overcome just to get to where you are today well in property specifically it's the barrier of knowledge mm-hmm. and the barrier of raising capital and i think that's a, that's a unique problem for every single investor so where do i get the money and how do i find a good deal those are some barriers for me but from a personal point of view i would say doubt was a very big one right starting off at 23 and, and walking into a house and saying cool i want to buy this house and the state agent looks at me and says mm. You don't have a job, you're 23. What do you know? What do you know? And then going back to my parents and feeling and, and feeling the doubt that they have. And yeah. my friends saying, what are you doing in property? And how did you work through that? Because that's a very big thing. You mm. know, support and people believing in you is just as important as, you know, having, you know, that, that will and the drive, you know, because sometimes you need people by your side saying push, push, push. But when mm. you don't have that, and most people are side eyeing you saying you studied computer science, you've changed direction, yeah. you've gone into property, you know, look at the market, look at the economy, look at what the stocks are doing, look at the property prices, how mm. they're plummeting, da, 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 naysayers you know Mm. how did you get past the naysayers voices i would say it was twofold one being getting educated Mm. and having a coach right the education gives you confidence when you know what you're talking about you can convince people a lot easier and a lot quicker and then i had a coach somebody who had been on the journey before me right and that was someone who had been through the doubt the fears the frustrations the disappointment Mm. and all we did was a 30-minute conversation he said you're on the right track and that's all i needed to hear and he just knew that you had it. Mm. Haven't you ever had a, a coach or of a course, mentor? Of course, of yeah. course, of course. And I still do yeah. up to today. And I do believe that they don't have to specifically take on the label of mentor mm. or 
coach, but many people coach you, you know, in even different ways that you mm. would have expected. If you just open up yourself to a conversation with a stranger, you could be mentored Correct. in the most amazing, beautiful ways. I believe that mentoring and coaching happens as and when people connect. Yes. You know, and, and there's a sharing, you know, of, of value information. And maybe if one is more of a teacher, then the student must be willing to learn. You know, and also I believe masters should also be willing to learn from students. Because yes. the beauty of students is that they know the latest technology. They know the latest <laughs> thing. <laughs> while the master is still stuck. Yes, you know, So yes. while the mentor teaches you, you can set up an Instagram account <laughs> for them. Saying, how does this thing work? Yeah. So I believe that there's always you know, something of value for both. Mm. You know, how did you find your mentor? I don't find them. They happen. Mm. You know, mm. I mean, there are a few people that I'll specifically seek out, but for the most part, you know, like-minded people gravitate towards each other. Or at least that's the way it's happened in my life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There mm. have been one or two or three individuals that I, you know, seek out, but for the most part... Because mm, they've inspired you in some way and you, and you want to be like them. But also remember, sometimes people from afar and people up close are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you may want somebody because of what you've seen them do from afar but once mm. you get closer to them then you realize well maybe it's not the right person it takes nothing mm. away from who they are but it's just not a fit for who you are yeah it doesn't align to your vision anymore. it doesn't allow totally. to your vision so uh, that's why i open myself up as well to saying i don't have to get lawrence because i've seen lawrence you know mm. then you know that gogo who inspires me who's put her mm. five children through university who's still out there you know selling yeah. at the corner and has built a house and that's inspiration for me because mm. that's real that's tangible mm. you know so inspiration is everywhere really mm. now getting back to you mm. you <laughs> you <laughs> me, yeah. is that an inspirational quote or mantra that you live by that you can share with our listeners Yo, yes uh, it's uh, a quote from Marianne Williamson and it says uh, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond all measure that is true and why do you think our power scares us so much sure I guess uh, I guess putting yourself out there is always a scary thing. Mm. Uh, I think there's greatness within everyone, but we've been told by parents, teachers, friends that we're not good enough. You know, we get graded at school. I get so irritated with that. How can you grade Kanye and Lawrence in the same way, but your skills might be in speaking or cultural, mine might be in sports, mm. but we use one way to grade and measure every single child. And all we're doing is we're saying, if you're not getting an A in math and you're not good enough without Acknowledging that they could be good with their hands, they could be good with their minds, they could be good with their ears, they could be good with other skills. Mm. And that's why in psychology they talk about intelligence, you know, not being static. Yes. You know, some people have musical intelligence. They can listen to a song mm. and immediately play it on a piano. You know, mm. just by hearing it, like you say, other mm. people, like you say, have natural ability for sports. Yeah. For you, what do you think is your natural ability? Sure. I would say I would say my best skill is people skills. Mm. I'd like to think. Obviously, I don't want to be bragging too much. But um, I would think my ability to listen, uh, feel people's energy mm. is probably my, my greatest strength. Wonderful. And before we let you go, um, how can you advise somebody listening at this very hour and they're feeling a bit discouraged about their lives and their direction mm. and they're up in this hour and they're not even looking forward to starting this day? Well, first of all, I would say if you're up at this hour, congratulations. You should give yourself a <laughs> high five because you've got two, three, four hours ahead of everybody else. Right. Even if you're losing, you're doing better than the person who's still lying in bed, who's sitting on the couch watching TV. You're doing a great job. Being up at this hour, be proud of yourself. Right. Uh, my inspiration for you, I think, would be uh, 
that every master started an amateur every successful person started unsuccessful and if you're up at 4 four thirty in the morning you're well on your way to turning your amateur life into a masterful one wonderful it's been an absolute pleasure joining having you in studio please share with us your social media handles yes so you can go check out my website which mm-hmm. is lawrencebull.com um otherwise i have to say bull spelled b-o-e-l yeah well my name is also a bit strange so it's l-a-u-r-e-n-s-b-o-e-l.com mm-hmm. um also go check it out on facebook it's also lawrence bull instagram lawrence bull Twitter also, Lawrence Bull. So, everywhere, Lawrence Bull. Yeah, everywhere. And you've Lawrence got five Ball. books under your name, right? Correct, correct. Are, are those on sale? Uh, yes, they'll be on my website. One of them is a recent book called Financially Free at 30, right. which explains my journey and gives practical tips on how you can get involved in property and become financially stable through property investing. Perfect. Absolute pleasure having you in studio. 10 minutes before 5 o'clock. Stay with us right here on SFM.